You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Falcons suck. Dude, they're so bad. They're so bad. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith, here with you, as always, to talk about the finer points of football and soccer and occasionally baseball when it comes up. Um, as always with our, our co-host, Greg, who's not on this intro, but is in the podcast, uh, as well as our good friend, Angus, to talk about the uh, the week that was in football, as well as in the other football. This week's episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group. For all of your HR business needs and employment law needs and student-athlete NIL needs, check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce.com, as well as the Anchor app, which is the premier free podcasting app. So let's get right into it with uh, with Greg talking about soccer. How you doing, Coach? Doing well, doing well, doing well. How's it going over there? All right, all right, all right. All right. Hold on. I, this this is the soccer segment, but let's let's just re- preview for everybody that uh, Texas lost. Matthew McCann, is sad. It's funny. <laughs> uh, so. So a, a fun weekend of the round uh, black and white ball. Yeah. Um, well, depending on uh, if you were in goal for Spurs or not. We'll get there. Um, so I, I need to I need to open with uh, I, I made a promise to our listeners that I would keep you abreast of the Sunday League uh, versus Arsenal. Uh, we are now off pace. We we drew our last two, and Arsenal has won. Um, Sad day. So, yeah. So they have three points. We have two, but we've lost fewer games. Such is <laughs> such is life. Uh, I was not on the field for the only goal that we conceded today, uh, so it's not my fault. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody on my team listens to this podcast, but if you do, uh, I will, I will, I will let you know uh, how how you did if you call in. I don't. Think you have that <laughs> this, is, this is not a live show. Let's <laughs> um, go to voicemail. <laughs> so anyways so uh first things first um 
Spurs, getting uh, getting a situation where you don't have your top four center backs and then getting one of your center backs hurt and then another one sent off for a red card, not great. Yeah, that's not a good recipe to not piss off your goalie. Uh, like and and so so uh, just like behind the curtain here. Um, earlier in the week, you know, both both you and I play fantasy fantasy EPL. Yeah, and uh, you said to me, you said, should I should I bench Larice because you know like what's going on with him? And I said, uh, you know, probably like they're down three center backs, so uh, it might not be fun. And sure enough. Losing 3-0 to Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh, well, the first goal, at least, definitely was complete BS. It was one of those – I've ranted about this before, about how, like, a dumb handball where the ball's just kicked into the defender's hand. Like, that shouldn't be yeah. a penalty, especially with how high, you know, you can uh, convert penalties. Like, we yeah, need cool. to we need to fix that rule. So like it's it's like the the, the relative it's not like uh like free throws in basketball like it, it, conceding a penalty is absolutely a a like single high leverage moment um so like there's probably like probably like a free kick outside of the box where conversion rates are like fifty not ninety yeah I've always maintained that 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 would be the uh, best solution or like stick it in one of the corners which wouldn't it obviously isn't a very good solution, but it'd be really funny. That's true. I would enjoy that. Um, so, so Spurs like, and the worst part is, is that like it, it will, the the team will paper over the problems because the, the, the goals only started happening after the red card. Um, and the, the guy who had the handball was, a uh, is Ben Davis. Who's, who's not a center back, but he was playing center back because Eric Dyer got hurt right. and um, Jaffa Tanganga got sent off. So like, <laughs> right, right. Uh, for, uh, I got to tell you, um, I don't think it was warranted. Uh, he, I, I don't know if you watched the game, but um, he got into a really entertaining fight with Wilfred Zaha that got them both yellows. Yep. And then, two right, yeah, la- uh, and then, and then two minutes later, uh, slid <laughs> slide tackle uh, cleats up into someone's ankle. Also yellow <laughs> card. I don't, I don't know how you send him off. For, for either of those very obvious, obvious moments. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you can't even, like, you can't even pretend, you know? Like, there are certain times where it's like, oh, the refs had it out for us. It's like, no, 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 no. This was... <laughs> no, the yeah. refs got that right. That was, that was 100% the correct call. That was, that was correct. Uh, we have nothing bad to say about the refs in that regard. But the, the, what it'll paper over is that um, Spurs really have no creativity, and it's a problem. Like there's there's no plan, and I I think that they said that this was the first game in Harry Kane's Spurs career, um, where he didn't touch the ball in the opponent's eighteen. Um, wow, which is bad, I think. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I can confirm that's really bad. Yeah, uh, so not great, not great. Um, but I I you know Spurs will 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 have to to move on Thursday. They play at. 1245 against some team from France in the made up Europa Conference League, which is somehow below, like it's, it's the one below the one below the Champions League. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess get excited for that. I, I guess. I don't know. Um, but so, so Spurs sit sixth because they now have three wins at zero goal differential, because that's what happens when you win three games, one nil. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, that's how math. That's how math works. That's how math works. Uh, 
And so anyway, so but elsewhere in the Premier League, I think the, the headline is obviously going to be Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't get to watch much of that game. Did you watch it? Uh, I did not. I, well, I watched like the first like 10 minutes. Uh, I, I don't think Newcastle was much more interested in the first 10 minutes. No. Um, but it's interesting because I think this is the, the most success that Bruno Fernandes and Cristiano Ronaldo have had playing next to each other, which is weird because they play together for Portugal. Yeah. Uh, but also for the little, at least for the last little while, you know, Bruno wasn't Bruno. So I think it was a little bit more of a deferral situation. Uh, he's only like recently coming to him, coming to his own in the last like, I think it's three seasons. Uh, so yeah. it's only something they've had to kind of consider recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Ronaldo had two and Bruno had one, and that was all three. And there was a fourth one by somebody. Yeah, the fo- the, the fourth <laughs> goal was um, was Jesse Lingard, who for That's some it. reason is still on that team. Yeah, well, um, there's got to be. Rico! Bless Plus, me. <laughs> there's got to be a Rio on every team. Right. Um, poor guy. Um, but it's, it's interesting because Manchester United, uh, we, we saw, I guess I sometimes forget about them because they don't win anything ever, but, um, like, I think that they probably are the most talented team in the premier league right now. I mean, if you, if you look top to bottom when they're healthy, they have what the, the best, the best holding midfielder, the second best creative midfielder, you know, Certainly the most goal dangerous striker. I don't know about best, but certainly yeah. the most goal dangerous. And then on the wings, you you get to choose between Jaden Sancho, Jesse Lingard, Anthony Martial, um, Mason Greenwood. Am I missing? I'm like I'm probably and like I'm missing someone. Yeah. So, but it, it'll be it'll be interesting because uh, now that they have their other center back situation settled with Veron Ver, Verane, how do you know how to pronounce his last name? No idea. Okay, Raphael and Harry Maguire, <laughs> uh, designated penalty kicker. Um, like there is no weak spot on their team other than goal, which will rear its head, I'm sure. But David de Gea aside, like that team does not have a a problem on it, and so it'll be very interesting to see. Like, do they become the prohibitive favorites in a in a league where you have Man City and Chelsea? I think they're going to. I think the only thing that can really uh you know, implode them is a chemistry problem because I mean, not to specifically name Ronaldo, but he's got a, he's got a big ego, you know, Bruno's got a big, like there's going to be egos on that team. It's going to be kind of hard for people to be deferral, uh, deferential. And I think that they have to be in order to make it work. Right. Like anybody can be in a good mood when you win four and four, one against Newcastle. But like, if you get into a fight and there's a free kick, you know, 25 yards out, is Bruno going to walk away from it? Is, right. is, is, is Pogba going to be walk away? Like, you know, those, those will be questions. That's um, what you forgot earlier. Pogba. Right. Well, I, no, no, I said, I said him with the, the best holding midfielder. Well, um, I, I don't think Joseph Matic or Fred are, are better than you really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we we also got to see uh, a Chelsea team humiliate Aston Villa, uh, which ruined my fantasy EPL weekend because Lukaku scored two, Kovacic scored one, and I dropped Kovacic. Hell yeah, <laughs> Um 
but it's interesting because so so at least at least my understanding and I, I pay attention to this because you know we have some we have some colleagues who are Chelsea fans. Um, Callum Hudson Adoy, who's who's uh, an attack was billed as like a, a right winger, attacking right winger, is essentially playing right wing back for this team, and he played well. Um, so you get into like like the, Chelsea has sort of the same issue with there are only so many spots on the team, um, and I. You know, I'm I'm concerned because our our shining son Christian uh, plays for them, and you like you begin to wonder like where does he play? Like where does he fit in this lineup? Um, that is really good. Uh, oh, also Saul last name I'm not even going to try because I will get canceled for it. Uh, played poorly in the first half. He was their like new signing, and uh, Jorginho came in and played well because he's really good. Yes, um, and okay. that's that. That's that's sort of the the headline there. Um, the most interesting part about this is that uh, towards the end of the game, Timo Werner came in, um, Lukaku. So he might be playing more as like a center forward winger off of Lukaku, which I think could be could be interesting because it'll take the focus off of him as a non goal scoring threat, which he's not. Yeah. Uh, he's not like it's not like calling calling the truth the truth. It's not my fault. He sucks, um, <laughs> but he's good at other things. And, right. and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that how that shakes out. Um, elsewhere in the uh, the world of, of of football, as such, football, um, PSG is good. I, I, I don't even want to talk about the French league. It's boring. Yeah, like, they they went and fought their way to a title. And like, I don't actually mind that, like conceptually, because like, who cares? Like. Like there's this like argument um, in college football and, and in world soccer that like, the year that you were born has to be good forever. Like I don't give a shit if Blackburn Rovers or Man City are good, right? Like, but but where it gets unfun is when like the de- the the delta between the best team and the two through six is just so massive that you can't deal with it. Yeah, that it's like less than it's being uh predicted more than it's just preordained right and like look like we're saying this a a year after psg didn't win france so like it's like i i I hesitate to like overreact too much about these things but but it's it is a little bit unfun because like you look at the rest of the the league and you're like okay like is marseille really gonna gonna hang with them no they're they're not well you also say it's unfun but like their response to not winning the league last year was to go out and buy the best player of all time. Which, like, fair. Like, that's what I would do if I had unlimited money. But it's not fun for me, a guy who cares about French football to the extent that um, Conrad De La Fuente is playing. Right. Yep. Or Tim Weah. And I don't think they care. Um, elsewhere in uh, – in, and, and this is this was sort of a fun week because no Americans played. Um, so like, I mean, like, you know, Conrad got on for 10 minutes, Eunice Musa got on for 10 minutes for, for Valencia, um, right. you know, uh, Weston McKinney started, but whatever, uh, Gianluca Busio and Venezia actually won. Um, and he started and played well. Um, but, but like beyond that, like, like the, the, the highline starters, um, didn't really play. Uh, and so you got to like watch soccer, like without that thing in the back of your head, like. Oh man, I need to be watching Munchen Gladbach because Scally's starting and not, you know, actual good soccer. Right. Um, Scally did start. He played as a right wing back. He was fine. They won. Good for them. Um, yay. yay. Uh, 
but the 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 highlight of the of the weekend in elsewhere land was that um Dortmund and Leverkusen just sort of um went full big 12 yes uh and and scored seven goals between them um which like i think is 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 very fun and i appreciate that that Dortmund is leaning into its bullshit you know like they're like <laughs> Like because they have a massive, massive central defender problem. Um, that's that's pretty obvious, uh, and they refuse to address it because I think that, that that their position at this point is like, why? Yeah, uh, I don't really give a shit if we give up three goals because we're gonna score four. So right, like yeah, who cares? Whatever. And like I like I so appreciate that because that like that plays into like the. You know, like whenever whenever Bill Conley or or whoever is trying to convince people to to watch. Um, world soccer like they're always like uh, oh like the Bundesliga is like the big 12 and the Premier League is like the SEC and like Dortmund is actually like yeah okay fine <laughs> we're Oklahoma fine whatever <laughs> we didn't understand what this was but we googled it and now we get it like we get it we're in fine um, although I guess the, the Oklahoma in this scenario would be uh, Bayern Munich who played uh, Leipzig who are supposed to be good um, and beat them 4-1 because there's a difference. There's a difference in what we mean when we say that somebody is good or not good. And uh, Bayern Munich is good. Are good. Uh, will remain good. Will remain good. Um, although the most interesting thing that happened vis-a-vis that and, and vis-a-vis our, our listenership re- regarding American players was Tyler Adams actually talked shit about Bayern Munich in the media. He said, like, uh, oh, like, I'm really competitive. And it, pisses me off that everybody in Germany just sells to Bayern. Like, why would you do that? And it was like, it, it was, it was such an interesting quote because I think, I think that it's like not uniquely American, but specifically American because in, you know, in German football, it's like, yeah, we're competing against Bayern Munich, but like only for half the time, right? Like, like we're also competing against teams in France and Italy and England and whatever. And so like our, our concern is not always the team at the top of the table. Whereas, like an American's, like no, beat your rivals, dude. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't like sharing this with these guys. <laughs> and it's like, and and I think it's like it's it's a specifically like fuck your rivals thing because like you think about America and it's like during the Michigan game, um, like like they talked about how like there are signs all up around their their football building like what have you done today to beat Ohio State and like imagine if that was the way it was in soccer and then your 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 rival gets relegated and you're like. What are you doing today to beat uh, Nottingham Forest? And it's like, bitch, we don't play them this year. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that uh, since it's more provincial in uh, England, I think it might actually mean more. <laughs> it just that, means more. Yes, that I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to do that, but yes, correct. <laughs> well, like, I, like imagine that. Like, it's like uh, let's let's say hypothetically. I'm just saying hypothetically. Arsenal gets relegated. Um, <laughs> hypothetically um, like Tottenham if Tottenham was like oh we needed to go out and get a uh, you know a backup striker because we need to make sure that when we play Arsenal we're ready to go like the fan base would be like when when are we playing them <laughs> we're on at least a two-year hiatus here like like in the league cup <laughs> like I don't I don't know um, and I think like and I think that that's so funny 
because like for like if you're if you're Leipzig and you sell you know Sabitzer to 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 Bayern, like your thought process here is like we need enough money to pay our players so that we don't get relegated. Slash, we can make the Champions League. We get that money so that we can go out, continue to develop, blah, blah blah. And there's like very complicated um, calculus going on. Whereas like here, like there's no there's no consequence for sucking. So it's like no no no, we're gonna beat our rivals, and even if we go one in ten, we're gonna beat our rivals, and it'll be fine. <laughs> it's like if you go one in ten and beat your rivals in England, you you end up in a lower division. <laughs> like that's not enough. Whereas like you know for Michigan State, they went two and five last year and beat Michigan. Good year. Uh, <laughs> success by all metrics. Success, and it's like. No, like you're gonna end up in the Mac, dude. <laughs> um, but I, I not that I we have anything against the Mac. We love the Mac. Um, I'm I'm pro Mac. Uh, elsewhere, I, I think the other thing to note here is um, Chris Richards is is a is a in pen starter for Hoffenheim. Right. Um, since he's since he's gone on loan there, and he was last year too. So I think all of the discussion about like who is the American center back, um, and I, it used to be next to John Brooks, but. LOL, maybe not. Um, <laughs> uh, because, yeah. Uh, you made sad. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we'll talk about that later when we have uh, Ben to, to go over the window. Uh, preview. We're, we're going to talk about it on Thursday. Um, but, but I think Chris Richards, like, the fact that he's this well-regarded by everybody who talks about him, I, th- I think that, like, at a certain point, we need to start looking at him as, like, a reliable starter going into, ca- into Qatar. Into Qatar. Um, you know, and and he didn't play pr- particularly well or not well. But right. the point is, is that like if you start in Germany week in week out, like you're probably pretty good. Oh, now you're on the Europe football makes you better train. I've always been on the European football is better train. My point was like you can't just like outsource your your theory, but you know y- y- what this presupposes is maybe you can. <laughs> still one of my favorite jokes <laughs> it's, it's the best line in that movie that has a ton of great lines uh also but but here's another point for, for those of you who think that like oh you should just go to the best team at all times all possible matthew hoppy didn't play this weekend because he plays in la liga now so like you can't just like be a 20 year old with swagger and just be like i am starting now which you apparently can do at Schalke. right well, yeah, Schalke, that might make you one of the club uh, retired numbers. It's funny. Like, it, it keeps bringing me back to The Simpsons, like uh, the scene where, where Bart gets to makes the uh, Canadian Olympic team because he almost got it in. So it's a great show. Um, so I think the only other the only other like big ish thing to, to talk about here is that um, Going into this week, uh, we we start the Champions League. Um, and, oh yeah, we do. Yeah, so Champions League, Europa League, uh, European Conference League. For those of you who care about that, which is me because of Spurs, um, we get actual good football. So running through this, uh, like it, for for those of our listeners who are who are Americans who don't really know, uh, Barcelona play Bayern Munich on on Tuesday at. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, and that's a game you're going to want to watch because it's good football. Right. Um, I was going to say good kinja. Is that a thing you can say anymore? Sure. I think the I think the <laughs> reference still holds up. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, for those of you who don't get that reference, just Google Deadspin circa 2010. Um, 
Uh, say 2012. I get the Lenny Kakua story in there. Yep, 2012. Um, the only the, the funny thing about scheduling though is that um, the Europa Conference League is like the Europa League. Like they're going to play mostly on Thursdays. Right. Um, but this year, uh, they can't play all of their games on Thursday because Thursday is Yom Kippur, a Jewish holiday. So the only two games in the Europa Conference League that are happening on Tuesday are the teams with the Israeli teams, which I think is really really funny. <laughs> <laughs> because like you, you have like random like like they're, they're playing Feyenoord which is not like a random Dutch team but uh Maccabi Tel Aviv is playing a random Armenian team and so uh Alashkert FC from Armenia is now like wait fuck why do we have to play on Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> what is this what is a Yom Kippur it's like why do we why do we have to do this? And this team, I'm, I'm looking it up. They've they've uh, they've lost three of their first four. Not drawn three of their first four. They have lost three of their first four in the Ar- in the Armenian Premier League. I do not think that they are very good. No, I would assume not. So like they have to like they have to go get on a plane, travel to to Tel Aviv on a Monday because of Yom Kippur, and they're like, why? We're bad to begin with, man. <laughs> just let, you just let us go to sleep. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let us go back to sleep. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out? Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burrell. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Berhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> Well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. 
It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little foul button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So, do you want to do you want to do the call to action, or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So, dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. Of- can you guys hear me? Sure can. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so we'll start. We'll start recording uh, when I say, you know, whatever. All right. How are we doing, Coach? Coach, doing well. Had ourselves a football weekend. We actually did first full weekend of the fall. First full weekend. Congratulations, guys! We made it. We made um, it through. So I, I guess we'll, we'll we'll start and get out of the way the fact that the Lions suck, right? Uh, uh I, I don't know what happened. Game, but yeah, I, I don't know what I happened at the score. end of that game, but it was wild. Wait, hold on. I I I the last I saw they were down twenty-one to ten. What happened? Oh, they lost by eight. They okay, still, so- they were down twenty-four points with two minutes to play. They scored two touchdowns with uh, two-point conversions and recovered one onside kick and then the second onside kick they didn't recover but San Francisco fumbled on the first play of scrimmage and the Lions recovered it and then they were at the I think they were at the um, 49ers like 24 uh, as time expired the Detroit Lions coming up with new and interesting ways to lose since 1958 yeah, I feel yeah. like uh, maybe Dan Campbell's just so stupid that he doesn't like realize that he's not supposed to be doing this. So 
it's possible. Like, yeah, it's like, well, who cares if we go for three fourth downs? Like, what's the worst that could happen? As opposed to somebody who actually knows what he's doing, who's like calculating the risk percentage it is to his job security every time he doesn't punt. Can you remind me, has he been a head coach before? He no. Not. He hadn't even oh. been a coordinator. He was he a, has tight, been a end tight end coach. End. Yeah, for like two years. Why did you know we, he's why did he's, we hire him? I actually he, don't answer that. It's the, the answer is the Lions. Because everybody else told us to eat, to eat shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we got told no by, like, three or four different guys. And then it was like, well. Specifically, Robert Sala, who is a Detroit native and grew up a Lions fan, he was like, no, I know what happens in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Michigan State grad, like, life uh, up until he, he, he became a coaching vagabond was, like, a Michigander yeah. through and through. Yeah, and because that. like, but like, if, if you, you know, all of us are, are native Detroiters, which if you had an option to take a job at the Lions or you could get another head coaching job, obviously, if it was your only job, you'd take it. But like, Did if you, you could get a head Jets coach, job. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that's, 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 that's arguably that's worse. It is. <laughs> yeah. But he made, he looked at the two situations and was like, North Jets Jersey, better. man. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Better than the Lions. <laughs> Better than the Lions. Uh, both teams, pretty bad. Um, so uh, that is the big news there. Josh Allen, back to sucking. Jalen Hurts, back to being good. Yeah. I don't know if there's Woo-hoo. much else to say. Go uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think yeah, Jalen Hurts also is like that thing we are talking about where he's just like too young to be scared of the moment. Everybody keeps saying like, well, he's not – he was not going to do what he did last year. He wasn't even that good when he was doing it. And he's just like, man, I don't care. I'm going to go ball out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, it's a funny thing, though, because, like, occasionally as college fans, and, I, and I'm much more of a college football fan than a pro fan, like, certain people break out in the pros and certain people don't. And you're like, that doesn't really make sense. But occasionally it goes exactly the way it fucking should. And today was an example of Josh Allen sucking and Jalen Hurst being good and me sitting here saying, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, also, Devonta Smith, who actually looked pretty good despite weighing 104 pounds. Yeah, like again, like these are these wait, are. Wait, 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 sorry, back up. What? Devonta Smith is like a like like I'm 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 Twiggy saying he is like a twig. Yeah, wow. like not being sarcastic. He was like he played last year like 168 pounds. He didn't put on any weight in the offseason for like preparing for the massive hits he's going to take in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, but he's still under, like, 180. He's still, <laughs> like, like, in the like, 170s. Yeah, they're, they're listing him at 6'1", 175, which in real world is, like, 5'11", 150. Especially <laughs> with – especially if you look at him, like, the dude has complete chicken legs. Like, it's not even the fact that he doesn't weigh that much that's scary. It's the fact that you can literally look at his leg and you're like, huh, I think I can put my forefinger and thumb around that. Yeah, dude, yeah. dude, dude, like – He's, he's an example of, like, like uh, it happens more in, in soccer and baseball, um, of, like, a guy who, if you saw him on the street, you'd be like, I, I don't know, postman? Lawyer? I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, nope, nope, elite, elite athlete. Um, and he continues to be very good. So, uh, speaking of things that continue to be very good, uh, both both Michigan and Michigan State won this weekend, and also some stupidity happened. Neither, yes. not, yeah, not either of their games. stupidity. Yeah, so so I want to run through Michigan State real quick here, um, the way that they ran through their opponent. Uh, 
nothing oh. is, yeah nothing is really learned from these types of tomato can games other than like baseline competence and michigan state has graduated to baseline competence apparently right uh, which is not a given <laughs> it was also a lot faster than it was supposed to happen yeah um so i think like the the assessment of the mel tucker era year two which is really year one because year zero was clearly year zero um it it I think that him bringing in 15 transfers and 25 scholarship, 26 scholarship, uh, scholarship freshmen um, and turning over half the roster might have been a good idea. Who so. can that coming? Uh, I would like to shout out what might have been one of my favorite Big Ten comments of all time. During the Michigan State game, uh, one of the announcers was talking about Michigan State Hunt. Uh, Tyler Hunt. Said, Tyler Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. He's a tight end converted from punter, and I just thought to myself, that must be, like, the most Big Ten statement I've ever heard. I can't imagine a more Big Ten statement. Like, like are you, the Big Ten. Maybe fullback. Punter to fullback. I, I, you know, but I think he was in a the, blocking tight end, so it's kind right, of the same thing. Right. Although he did have a catch. Um, he did have a catch. Uh, and, and the fact that punters can be tight ends, too, um, really, really showcases what we're about in the Big Ten. Punters uh, are people. Yeah, but in the big time they are. Um, and and but but more than that, it, it appears that um, Peyton Thorne is good enough to be the guy as long as he doesn't have to be the guy. You know what I mean? Yep. Like he, he can he can make the throws against one double A teams that Rocky Lombardi, who beat Georgia Tech uh, and lost to Wyoming, uh, couldn't. And, and there's something to be said for that. And, you know, he, he's got enough legs and it's fine. Um, you know, not much, like I said, not much to be learned other than uh, Michigan State is can can and does blow out one double A teams, which they couldn't have done recently. Um, As of like 12 months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Mel Tucker, good job. Um, we will talk about your week two opponent in or week three opponent in a second. Because that was a funny ass game, <laughs> uh, the Miami Appalachian State game. Um, yep. So, so more, more on more on Michigan though. Um, Angus, do, do you have do you have a, a bloody beef and rant, or, or are you just good? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm satisfied. I, I mean, anytime that you'd like, you win the way that the way that we won. There's there's, I, I guess like. I don't know. I keep on like seeing on the internet that like there's there's a group of fans like hooray we won everyone be happy about that and then there's the group of grumbly grumbly fans. So I, I I would count myself in this camp last night. I was like oh well, but we didn't throw the ball at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, we had our running backs run for how many carries? Like fifty five. I'm not looking at the exact stats, but I think that's like about right. Uh, I think Quorum got. 21 carries and Haskins got 26 carries and they both eclipse over 150 yards. So like arguably like they couldn't stop the run. So we ran the ball. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of I mean, like yeah. the way you should be looking at it. I saw yeah. a bunch of that stuff before that people were just complaining about like, well, you're just complaining for complaining sake. Like who cares how balanced you are over a one game sample size. Oh, no. If they're going to keep giving you six yards per carry you should just keep taking six yards per carry and the yeah. thing is is that like like if, if you talk about like the point of being balanced like it's not a, a good unto itself the point of being balanced is so that you can effectively play football if you right. can effectively run the ball six yards per carry 
you are effectively playing football. You don't need to throw the ball. Like Georgia well, I, Tech under Paul the, Johnson didn't throw the ball and it was fine. Well, the, I, I mean, the like part of the issue is like McNamara did throw. He had 15 attempts. And he looked terrible in almost all of them. So like on the one hand, like, yes, like we, we ran the ball. We ran the ball effectively, obviously. And that's awesome. Like that was probably like one of the best like running performances I've seen from Michigan in like a very, very long time. Uh, on the other hand, like, are there concerns about the passing game now? Yeah, probably. I but, mean, like, there, there we were always going to be... be great going into the season. It's definitely worse now without Ronnie Bell. But well, that was the thing is that is that I remember like in our in our preview pod, uh, which you can find on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify, etc. Um, on our preview podcast, we I talk I I asked you I was like, D- does Michigan return any of their like two through six receivers because you said Ronnie Bell was functionally a number one last year uh, mm-hmm. because they couldn't get the ball to Nico Collins, which is what it is. Yeah. Um, but oh, Nico Collins. Yeah. And I remember, and I remember asking like, do they return anybody? And your answer was, if I remember correctly, um, no, they do not. <laughs> and, and so, and so now they don't have Ronnie Bell. So your, your, your wide receivers are AJ Henning, who's a running back. Uh, Dylan Baldwin, who previously hang on, hang on, hang on. That's that's a mischaracterization. What, he's not a you... he's not a running back. I mean, he's he is a receiver. Yeah, okay, <clears throat> AJ Henning, who under Rich Rodriguez would be a running back. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Baldwin. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if his first name is Dylan. I saw D Baldwin. I assume it's Dylan. Dylan. Dylan Baldwin. Dylan Baldwin. Dylan. 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 <laughs> Dylan is now the top five wide receivers at Michigan because who else like who who, the the second best? I mean, I think the best Michigan wide receiver on the field last night was Giles Jackson. Um, yes, yes, Uh, like yeah. If it's hard to tell if you only have fifty attempts. No, it'd be Giles Jackson plays for Washington now. Right? No, if (laughs) Giles Jackson were still with Michigan. It'd be between him and Cornelius Johnson as the best receivers on the team. And that that that's the point is that Cade McNamara is not is not such an elite quarterback that he can make chicken salad out of chicken shit. And right now these wide receivers are not they're not special. There's no and, well, and Eric yeah, they're, all, just, they're they're unproven. I, yeah, they're, I, and, I, I wouldn't say it's not the receivers. I, I really don't think it's the receivers who are like a potential I mean, they could be an issue, but like we don't know. And and, and most of them did get experience last year, so like the, the freshman always suck thing doesn't really apply. So on the one hand, like, yeah, like they're inexperienced, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't characterize that as like the issue. Also, like I, I'm not very good at watching and looking out to see like, did this receiver run the right route? I don't know. I'm not like paying attention to that while I'm watching a football game. Well, so. it's, it's the, it's the type of thing where it's like, there, there are two potential things. It could be three potential things that could be an issue in a, in any given pass play. It's that the quarterback is not seeing the right is, is, is not seeing the field. We call that the John O'Corn problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the court, the court pack is seeing the field, but can't get the ball there. We can call that the, I'm going to say Rocky Lombardi syndrome, uh, non, non-Michigan edition. And then there is the, the quarterback can see the field. The quarterback is reading. It can get the ball there, but the wide receivers can't get any separation. And we're going to call that most of the Mark D'Antonio era. Um, <laughs> like, like, like if you watch Connor cook in 2015, he was throwing back shoulder fades over and over again into incredibly small windows. Cause there was no separation. Um, and that's because the wide receivers outside of Aaron Burbridge were, were not very good. E, you know, see 2016. Um, 
so I, I think the, the question you have right now, I don't think that based on last year, Cade McNamara could see the field. Um, based on last Whoa, year. Hang on. You, he had like, what, one game? I thought one... he started like three games. No, no. He, he started like a game and a half. He had, there... had one good game and then a second game where he got injured. And during that second game, he didn't look so great. I think it was the Wisconsin right. game. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. It was a weird. <laughs> it was a weird year last year. Yeah, it's 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 like like I probably like it's like okay, Michigan played seven games, so I'm like extrapolating out. It's like oh, he played a game and a half. He played three games. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, it was, his his experience is actually like pretty similar to like when Brandon Peters got his first start at Michigan. He's McNamara started, I think, the Rutgers game, and he looked good. But like, but then, but Rutgers, and then he had a half a game against Wisconsin where he went out injured, and but he also came in. Then he also came in in a different game because he had one like game where he came in into the second quarter, like the second half or something, and that got him the next start. Yeah. Anyways, Uh, the point is, the point is, is that if if you if you asked me to assess, and also the the thing is here is that I I think that Washington does have a good defense. Um, yeah, they, yeah. They, I mean, I, I think like honestly, I think they went. It, it looks like the game plan was okay. It doesn't look like they can stop the run given what we saw at Montana, and they have a bunch of NFL corner, cornerbacks. So why would we throw? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I and, mean, that and, makes and perfect fine. sense. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Um, and and I guess the 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 real question is is that um, if you were a Washington fan waking up on Sunday morning. How angry are you at that corner? The taunting penalty. Uh, I don't remember like when exactly. Are you saying like because it changed momentum? So, so the 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 game state at that point was uh, Washington had just driven down the field, yeah, gotten, gotten three, um, and then held Michigan to a three and out, and then the corner like stands over, taunts, gives it up, and then gives up another touchdown, and then the next drive, Washington did come down and score a touchdown. Um, so I think, I think it, 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 I mean, you know, momentum is, is a fickle and probably not real concept, Yeah. but, um, yeah. but we but, are, we are, we are spinners of narrative here. Yeah. And, and, I mean, on the road night game at, at the big house, you, if you have a chance to like take the crowd out of it, then yeah. you probably should. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's, it's. That was dumb. That was so dumb. And it was like, sometimes you only realize something's dumb in retrospect. This one was dumb at the time. Oh yeah, no. One of his one of his teammates, like when while he was doing, he was like he his teammates stared at him as like, dude, why? <laughs> and also like I like Bro, I'm I, killing me. Like I'm a big fan of shit talking generally, and like the whole like it's you know anybody can shit talk when you're winning. Like it takes it takes like a real like competitor to shit talk when you're yeah i mean michael jordan yeah but yeah um and 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 like i appreciate that but dude you're down 14 you 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 have not really had you know had all that much success like take the win (laughs) (laughs) take the win and it's not a humility thing like you can clap as you're running to the sideline (laughs) also like it wasn't it wasn't a good taunt either like blake quorum like literally like jumped into him and he that's how he got the tackle <laughs> yeah and like like there's a certain like level of disrespect in, involved there but like 
Also, you, Blake Corm is dude. running all over you that game, and you're gonna taunt him. What? Yeah, it, it well, makes yeah, sense. but also if you're gonna get a, if you're gonna get a taunting penalty, get your full money's worth. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm 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 with it. Um, so I think I think that 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 was sort of the the assessment here. Uh, the 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 sections of Michigan fandom that say that that wasn't good enough. Um, I don't know what team you've been watching for the last oh I don't know 17 years, but why do you feel entitled to more? Like that's my question. Because our, our fan base is, is really annoying. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, speaking of annoying <laughs> annoying fan bases, Ohio State, welcome to the <laughs> Welcome, my friends. <laughs> yeah, when, when your uh, band leader, drum major, falling down, coming out of the tunnel is like the third best play your team made that day, you're not going to have a good day. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, like I, I feel so bad for CJ Stroud. Um, because he dropped 450 and it wasn't enough. And they still lost. And like yeah. he was still airmailing like 30% of his throws. It's it was it was insane. Um and is especially it, is it uh is it possible to say at this point that Ryan Day is not great at coaching defense? Uh I think that that is possible. I mean Kerry Coombs is bad at it. I know that. Yeah. I can I can say that with relative confidence. Yeah. Um I think I think it's it's like it's dumb to say what I'm about to say. <laughs> it's a great way to start saying yeah, something. But, <laughs> Good for but, but um maybe Ryan Day can't win without Urban Wire's players. How about that? Ooh. How about that? Well, no, he keeps recruiting the same exact players. That's not No, no, because Urban Wire recruits uh psychopaths and murderers allegedly. <laughs> no, not even allegedly. Not even allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> convicted <laughs> we um, can defeat any libel or slander claim bitch bring it um like urban buyer urban buyer is is one of his great and it, and it's something that's shared among the elite elite uh coaches is that they can keep psychopaths in check so the 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 reason that i first learned this concept is that, that it, we know that urban Meyer couldn't while they were on campus he could no, Aaron Hernandez committed uh, multiple assaults. He just got him. Uh, Did got you him know about out. it? Did you know about it? That's the point. That's the yeah. <laughs> Is that like, like we, we, we know. That's keeping it in check. That's keeping it under the covers. That's fine. From a, from a, from a D1 college football coaching perspective, it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Shout see, out our Bryles. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, like all of these people are psychopaths in some fashion, but like the truly elite coaches are able to keep it in check in some fashion. Nick Saban recruited Charles Rogers, Jeff Smoker at all to Michigan State. Had Nick Saban stayed, Michigan State would have had would have had significantly more success because those players were insanely good. But Nick Saban wasn't there to keep them in check. And Nick Saban, like, and 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 you see how he does it. I mean, he's transparent about it. Today or uh, this weekend. Alabama beat Mercer 48 to 14 and Saban was ranting and raving in his post-game conference. Yeah. <laughs> Talking. He's, uh, he's been getting on the defense a lot lately. Yeah. And like, and he, he, he rants and raves and talks about discipline. And when, when I, my dad in West Virginia used to beat me with three shoes, I don't know why he had three, <laughs> like shit like that. And you're like, you're like, dude, chill out, relax. You won 48 to 14. Um, but but like that's how he does it, and and I think Urban Meyer does a similar thing. All of these elite coaches are able to do this. Um, yeah. Bob, Bobby Bowden clearly did it in 
uh, you know, he had Deion Sanders at all, you know, Jimmy Johnson with Michael Irvin. Like you can go down the list of, of whoever the, the elite, elite coaches in the modern ish era. Um, all of them have that thing. Pete Carroll, obviously. Um, <laughs> Mac, Mac Brown, like all of them. So, so I think that what Ryan Day might not have is he might not have that ability. And so, you know, maybe instead of getting all five stars, you take like a couple high four stars and suddenly, yeah. you know, instead of going through every single September without losing or every single fall without, without losing more than once, um, suddenly you're like, well, you know, you're only two standard deviations better and not five. That's all I'm saying is that, that it's possible that Ryan Day is, is not Urban Meyer. And I think that, that if you can't keep your players, you know, the elite, elite crazies, uh, not even alleged, just, just <laughs> crazies um, in check, then like maybe it becomes a little more difficult. Anyways, I'm not saying that anybody currently at Ohio State is a murderer. I'm saying that Aaron Hernandez murdered multiple people. And <laughs> Urban Meyer recruited him. Don't at me. Um, but but I, I want to give credit to Oregon. Like, obviously, like, stopping on Ohio State's grave is very funny to me. I mean, but Oregon looked really good. They looked like Oregon. And they haven't looked like Oregon in a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, Justin Herbert's awesome. Um, but he, he didn't play like an Oregon quarterback. Right. Like, Anthony Brown, who's a Boston College quarterback, um, like, <laughs> he, he ran the offense the way that the offense used to be run. Like, and, and the way that, that, like, obviously not as well, but like Mariota and Dennis Dixon and, and, um, and the rest of them ran it or Jeremiah yeah. Masoli. That, that was so, so friend of the pod, Tim, he said the, the quarterback he, who most reminds him of Anthony Brown is Jeremiah Masoli. And like that level of, of competence and, and expertise. Um, and I thought, I thought that they looked like Oregon out there, um, which they haven't done in a while. And you yeah, know, it's, it's possible by the end of the season, uh, like Ohio state may get a pass on this, on this loss because Oregon might be, might be in the conversation for the playoff. Who, who in the Pac-12 North is going to challenge them? Nobody. So like, they're probably going to go undefeated. Yeah. I mean, Washington's bad. Washington state's bad and has a crazy person for a coach. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, like Colorado. Is that it? Stanford. God willing. Yeah. Sta- <laughs> Suddenly Although, very good Colorado question mark. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I was going to say Stanford and roll my eyes, but Stanford just beat the shit out of USC. Yeah. Did you see uh, David Shaw walking off the field with that shitting grin? <laughs> that was awesome. The, the, the funniest part about this is that it, it undermines Clay Helton's entire uh, career path of just like doing enough to not get noticed. Like if he, if he had lost to David, a David Shaw Stanford team, 17 to 14, like, okay, fine. Like, it sucks. It happens, whatever. But he, he got blown the fuck out. <laughs> um, USC also lost their punter. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, Parker, no, kicker. Parker Lewis. <laughs> oh, yeah. On the opening kickoff. <laughs> yep. Parker Lewis. Um, and for those of our, our, our listeners who were born in the 80s, Parker Lewis can lose. I didn't make that joke first. That's a very, very common joke on, on, on the internet these days. Oh, my God. Okay, whatever. Um, uh, do you think, like, the ref thought about it for a second and be like, hey, that was tough. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. And, like, like, you have to believe that, like, when he's over there reviewing it, there's someone in his ear being like, do it. Do it. 
do it like shut up mark it's like do it do it the entire review conversation is just like dude it'd be funny come on do it come on come on come on do it do it do it do it do it do it um so so anyway so so i think that oregon looked really good i think that ohio state losing is funny but i you know it's you hesitate to make any broader claims um, because Oregon might be really good and, and Ohio yeah. State has a redshirt freshman at quarterback. Like we don't know we don't know what this defense and what this team looks like in November. Yeah. Sure. Also the Ohio State offense still looked pretty good and they have a knack for looking even better as the season goes on. So Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. I, I just I just I like I I am not sitting here like ah is Michigan State the uh the favorite to win the Big Ten? No, it's still Ohio State. But like, you know, you can you can maybe not write that in Sharpie in September anymore. Maybe it's now just like in, in like a very quick drying ink. <laughs> a very nice gel pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh that like you steal from work and you sort of feel bad about, but you know that stealing from work is sort of part of the part of the process um <laughs> it's accounted for advocate stealing from work uh i work for myself it's fine um <laughs> that's an accounting error um <laughs> don't do crimes y'all uh so the the there were some other games that were very very funny that texas, didn't end, yeah. texas is not back <laughs> oh, texas was okay. really funny yeah so, so, so sorry i was gonna say there were a lot of funny games that didn't end up being funny that one ended up being funny um <laughs> And, and also and just like amazing, amazing social media work from Arkansas. Oh, shout amazing. out Arkansas. That was one of the funniest post game. Like <laughs> that's that's up there with the Cincinnati one. Uh, after they like blew out UCF and they just like posted "You hate to see it" in Disney, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of my favorite social media moments ever. Um, but that last le- for for those of our listeners who didn't see it, um, we retweeted it from from our account probably three different times because multiple people have access to our account. Um, and 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 Arkansas, what they did was they I, I don't even know what it's from, but it's the guy who's like who who says like nope, not real. We made it up. Not, but they just kept showing images of people saying Texas is back. It's like not true. We made it up, and it was it, and, and it kept getting funnier somehow. Um, it was it was phenomenal. And uh, shout out to to Sam Pittman, um, because that that team, the Arkansas team, like it wasn't close. And Texas Texas is always sort of ripe for stupidity in the way that Notre Dame is. Um, <laughs> like it's like it's like a same ethos because like both teams really think highly of themselves and 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 have some histories of doing like losing to Maryland. Um, <laughs> in the twice. not so recent past. Twice. To be um, fair, to be fair, to, to be, be fair. To be fair. Um Notre Dame is I mean they're I don't think they're good this season, but like under Brian Kelly, they've been pretty damn good. Do you so. want to talk about Notre Dame? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Notre Dame Only Notre, winning no- by three to Toledo. <laughs> uh, no, no, we're going to go back to week one okay. um, in a game that we all thought was uh, maybe something else. Uh, <laughs> Notre Dame. Harbinger of a different future. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, this, this is a segue. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame got taken to overtime by a resurgent Florida State under Mike Norvell. Uh, they won in overtime with a field goal. Wow. Great game for a Monday night. Good job, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> then Saturday afternoon on Peacock, so nobody could watch it. 
Um, <laughs> Notre Dame is suddenly losing to fucking Toledo. You're like, wow, wow. What <laughs> With 26 <laughs> seconds to go. 26 seconds ago. Wow. I mean, and they pulled it out. Good for them. You, you held on to beat fucking Toledo. Wait, 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 wait. That's I didn't realize Michigan that game was on Peacock. How, how did NBC pull that one off? Um, Because NBC does not care about you, the fans. Uh, they, well, because, no, but like, I feel like Notre Dame, like that's a, that's a relationship. They were probably pissed about it. Uh, until they weren't. <laughs> until they weren't. Yeah. Um. They, they probably have, like, something in there, like, one game a year. And yeah, they yeah, just, like, yeah, find yeah. whatever early season yeah. Mac game that will win by 30. Psych. Uh, <laughs> one by three. Because Jason Candle doesn't understand counting. Um, which, uh, hold on. I need to rant about this before I start bagging on Florida State. Um, when you score a touchdown to go up four, you go for two. There is no math that works out <laughs> kicking an extra point. The difference between four and five in a game that counts by threes and sevens does not exist. <laughs> threes and sixes, fine, whatever. Like, you dumbass. <laughs> Go for two. Anyway, like, it didn't end up mattering, but man, <laughs> God, that was stupid. Okay. The, the book Fuck. says go for two. The book says go for two. Fucker. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I guess he's, 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 he wasn't, he didn't really have the, uh, the light on despite his name being Candle. I'm not happy with that. We'll workshop it. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Florida State, that resurgent Florida State that took the great and mighty top 10 Notre Dame to overtime on Labor Day hmm. lost to Jacksonville State. <laughs> that on is another not... one of the best, like, last second plays I've ever seen. Oh my God. Let's, From let's. Defensive call stand, but Christ. Uh, okay. So, so we try to avoid tactics in this, in this podcast because it's, it's, you know, specific and hard to understand. Okay. Yeah. For those you can say it's boring. It's yeah. boring. Only okay. nerds get it. Okay. Nerds out there. He, he, he said that he was running two under, not prevent, with six seconds left because the other team had a timeout. <laughs> and 60 yards to go. What? He didn't run two under. If you watch it again, he's running a single high with a robber. He was concerned about a slant. 60 yards away from his own end zone with six seconds left. <laughs> concerned about a slant? Yeah, that's why you play a robber in the middle of the field. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah, I got it. His box safety was in the middle of the field. Two. Even if you played two under with six seconds, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and, like, and then they the rushed... two the uh, two corner or the two DBs covering made even worse. Like once the kid made the catch, there was still two TB two DBs and like what fourteen yards between the kid and the end zone, and they both just kind of like stopped and looked at him for a second, like, "Oh shit, you have the ball!" <laughs> All right. I mean, like, like why what? wouldn't you go to prevent? I even because as, he's like, an idiot. Because he's I, an idiot. Like, I have like very, very like negative associations with prevent because Lloyd Carr would go to it in like the third quarter and would routinely like almost lose games. But like, come on, man. <laughs> oh, so, so the thing is, is that like we mock people for playing not to lose. Um, but sometimes when you're up by three and there's 66 seconds left and they're 60 yards away from the touchdown, yeah, the um, only option is, is a Hail Mary. What? <laughs> play not to lose, you dumbass. I like, I'm. I, I get mad at these things because these people are pl- are like the highest paid employees in their states and they don't understand basic A, geometry, or B, math. 
Uh, Jason Candle is not the highest paid person in Ohio. I assume it's a meth dealer, but. Or Ryan Day. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> Special thank you to our guest, Angus, who's always here for fun post-college football weekend and during NFL weekend discussion. You can check him out on the Twitters at jburger 90 Um He's private, so you have to request to follow him, but he interacts with the pod. But uh, when he's not tweeting from that account, he tweets from the Mothership account, which is at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. He usually signs his tweets dash Angus. Um, But all of us have access to the account. We talk football. We talk soccer. We talk whatever comes up. So uh, feel free to reach out. Greg can be found at Mr. Mojo rising 89 and none of us can be found on Instagram because uh, we don't have that up and running yet. We will. We'll get that up and running shortly, but we don't have it now. A uh, special thank you to our sponsors, the anchor app, as well as the Smith workforce management group. And of course, special thank you to you, the listener. Uh, we couldn't do this without you. So we greatly appreciate it. So please like subscribe, share on uh, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Podcast Network.